0: so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
2: Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier.
3: Hello and welcome to the Nilar Nine podcast. Myself and Andrea Cleary here. How are you, Andrea?
4: I'm good, Nile. How are you?
3: Good. Good. Autumn is
4: here. It's raining. Sorry.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. It's it's exactly what I expect from you now. This is your <laughs> you. entire personality. We've been doing awesome. I
4: don't know how, how many years we've been doing this podcast exactly, but yeah, it's t- It's time you expected it from me.
3: Good question. How long have we been doing this podcast? <laughs> Three years. How, how many Together? How many of those
4: Christmas things have we been doing? I think. I think we've done three
3: of them. God, this would be the fourth, is it? Yeah, I think it's the fourth one.
4: We should start keeping. I don't know. We'll telling. have
3: to. We'll have to look at that. But it's episode two hundred and twenty-six. I mean, I must look at how many episodes we've done together, and and figure that one out. But yeah, what's today's episode? We are going to be talking about a subgenre of electronic music, of dance music, of electro specifically called Latin freestyle. Maybe it's something you've heard before. Maybe not. For me, I actually wasn't that familiar with it, but I was familiar with the songs, but I wasn't familiar with the term. So the reason we are talking about Latin freestyle today is because uh, there's a compilation coming out called... Latin Freestyle, New York, Miami, 1983 to 1992. It's just one of the things that our guest on this week's pod has been doing and is up to. The guest is Bob Stanley. He is the acclaimed music journalist behind the books, Yeah, 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 The Story of Modern Pop and Let's Do It, The Birth of Pop, along with the Bee Gees, Children of the World. And he's also uh, known for being in Saint-Étienne as well, so a musician in his own right as well. He is also a music journalist as well. And as we said, he puts together compilations. And if you've never read Yeah, 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 The Story of Modern Pop, I would urge you to do so. It is one of the most exhaustive books about music. It takes the 50 years of chart music in the UK from 1950 to 2000 and uses that as its limitation and its guide in which to talk about music from those 50 years, from moving sequentially and chronologically through that, through the charts and discussing what was popular, uh, largely what was popular, what isn't popular isn't really there. But allowing that as a framework to learn about the history of music, it's it was one of those books I read on holidays, maybe five or six years ago. I actually have the copy of mine here, which I've given away. You can see now it's kind of getting a little bit tattered. Um, yeah. It's getting a bit stale, looking and tattered, looking because it's it's been to many As countries, I've given this to a few people. Yeah, it's 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 nice and big. Here's here's a big flick. <laughs> yeah, nice big flick of that. Um, a great book, a really good one. Um, and because uh, Bob Stanley is the guest, uh, Faber are actually uh, reissuing both of those books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And twenty 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 two's Let's Do It: The Birth of Pop, um, which is basically the nineteen 100 to 1950s version of yeah 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 talking about all the genres of music that i uh, define the story of pop music um on the birth of pop music from 1900 to the mid 50s and um, so yeah both of those books are coming out, out in paperback uh along with uh, a new chapter on with yeah, yeah yeah it's uh it is a really interesting book and so we will talk a little bit to bob about um the book as well, but also uh, mostly Latin freestyle. And before we get into that, I think it's probably worthwhile giving you a little bit of a background into Latin freestyle. Yes, please. Um, so freestyle it grew out of the electro sound of the 80s. So we're talking about early 80s. You have disco uh, leading into um, kind of hip hop and more house music. And amongst those tributaries, there is electro forming as well. Electro, you hear the likes of Kraftwerk, um, African Bambara. So there's influences coming from hip hop. There's influence coming from electronic music. And then as disco becomes uh, made with electronic, with instruments electronically, like drum machines and synthesizers and samplers and stuff like that, we start to hear electro music. So electro... Could be stuff like Egyptian Lover, or uh, as I said, Planet Rock, African Bombata, a, a big, big uh, seminal um, kind of uh, birthing song, really for for electro music. But interesting to me, you know, I I knew these some of these songs that we're going to talk about as electro, eighties um, mm-hmm. electro music, but I didn't really know them as Latin freestyle. So Latin freestyle itself is. Um, very much a sub genre of electro. It uses kind of staccato rhythms, uh, Morse code synth hooks, and uh, usually female, frequently Latina vocals. So that's where some of the where the term comes from: uh, Latin freestyle. It's got kind of proto house piano lines, Cuban percussion, a uh, big high emotion. Very much like electronic disco, high energy stuff. Uh, it's got a sixties girl group influence in terms of how the singers. Often have um, teenage matters of the heart mm-hmm. to sing about, and they also sound like maybe they're teenagers a lot of the time. These are largely untrained singers who are brought in by producers to sing these songs, and and as such, they have a um, kind of an innocence to them as well. And sometimes it kind of sounds like an eighties version, eighties pop version of of the sixties girl group kind of style. So, as I said, uh, Bob Stanley has has a compilation coming out called latin freestyle out now actually called latin freestyle and lots of uh, interesting music in there we're going to discuss with him here's an example of a song from the kind of vibe that we're talking about That is Shannon We'll Let The Music Play, considered one of the first big um, Latin freestyle records. Interestingly, as we'll discuss a bit further on, I want to just take a moment to discuss um, uh, Madonna's debut album, because that is actually one of the reasons why Latin freestyle became what it is. Uh, I think people know that Madonna has a penchant for um, delving into different sounds and uh, mining uh, other people's, or other genres and sounds for and trends for uh, music that she makes herself. But in this case, for her debut album, 1983, she was hanging around the clubs in New York and uh, met John Jellybean Benitez, who was instrumental. Apparently, they had a two-year romance, but he was also instrumental in the album, the self-titled Madonna album. And uh, so, yeah, that album contains uh, tracks like Borderline, Lucky Star, holiday so we're talking about like these are songs that have some latin freestyle uh vibe to it i'm going to play a couple of just a little snippets of of some of this stuff just to hear and uh, from the debut album from madonna this is a song called burning up from the album you can hear a different st- 12 inch remix so you can kind of hear the vibe what we're talking about here Also on the same album, a song called Everybody. And on the more, you know, pop and big smash-hit singles, what about uh this one, Holiday? Yeah. Now, uh, Jelly Bean would go on to make some of his own music, including this one, which is uh, called Sidewalk Talk, which actually features Madonna on it. You can hear in the backing vocals. So, yeah, this kind of music was um, Madonna's breakthrough, and it became. Um, Kind of a blueprint for a lot of people in terms of club music and dance music, but also this became very much pop music in the US. And I think as Bob discusses in with our chat with him, he, you know, this is not music that really, in terms of the term Latin freestyle, really uh, made itself known outside of the US, which is interesting. Certainly there are a lot of electro records from that time. Um that here's one called Al Nifish from Hashim. You might know this one, you might have heard this one. So, yeah, but most of the Latin freestyle stuff was really female vocal driven, very much uh, that kind of very big pop music. So we're going to jump into a chat with Bob now about Latin freestyle and some of his uh, writing work as well. And uh, you'll hear some of the music as we talk about it as well. Um, If you are interested in this music and want uh, a little uh, accompanying playlist to Latin freestyle We'll be offering one up on Patreon.com to accompany this podcast. So consider joining us for more a Fiverr a month, supporting us. It's really uh, va- invaluable what you do in terms of uh, support. Uh, it is really great when people do so, and uh, we always really appreciate it. Um, as I said before, there's many different other reasons to join, including our Discord, where you can chat to people about music directly, who are actually really sound and nice. And yeah, come and have a look patreon.com forward/ nine99 it won't cost you much
4: don't pay for Twitter pay for discord instead pay for us we're nice and we're not going come billionaires. join a nice
3: community <laughs> that isn't going to uh, shout at you and call you names. exactly yeah let's chat to Bob Bob Stanley. Bob Stanley how are you doing nice to chat to you I am interested in seeing as you have had to revisit yeah 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 the story of modern pop recently a vast history of music and a series undertaken 800 plus pages Um, revisiting the book was there anything that stuck struck you anything that you felt like you had omitted or anything you avoided or an artist you enjoyed that maybe you didn't then there was
1: reading it again, there wasn't anything I thought I'd got horribly wrong. Um, there were some chapters where I've, I've sort of grown to like the things I was writing about a fair bit more than I liked them when I was writing the book. So uh, a lot of progressive rock, I wish I'd I yeah. liked it a little bit too, but I mean, um, generally I didn't really think, um, there was anything horribly horribly wrong with it. I so I thought the best thing was just not to alter anything in, in the main book. Right. And uh and just to add um like a new introduction saying yeah. people I regretted not including. Um
3: who did you regret regret not including? Um
1: Hall and Oates. I mean, oh, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like uh it's not like I forgot to write about Elvis or anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. But um there were some people I don't know Gordon Lightfoot I think it, mostly when when people have died in the years since I wrote the book I was like oh I wish I'd I wish it would included them I wish I'd just yeah. like put a one-liner to say how yeah something
3: and but you can't really include everything because it's such an you know such a a, a vast uh, period of time as well to do that what I want to know is uh, have you come around on Steely Dan yet <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I'm afraid not mm, okay <laughs> All right. Well, maybe try, again. We're, maybe try again. We're the
4: spectrum of uh Steely Dan listeners here. I'm not Niles a big fan. I'm we we did a podcast where he introduced me to Steely Dan and I'm kind of coming around to coming around to them a bit. There's a few songs I like and then you're at the very other end of the spectrum. So Oh no, no, there's definitely a few songs I like.
1: There's definitely yeah. a bad sneakers. There's, there's 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 quite a few songs I like, but I think it's um and I can also appreciate that they they kind of fit in with um a kind of New Yorkness that I generally really like, um, mm-hmm. but uh, there's something just too, a bit too sort of smug and dry about it. And I, I mean, I totally get it. I totally
3: get it. For there. me, it was like my dad is really into Steely Dan and always has been, so I came. It came from that for me, and I was like, don't know if I would have got into them had I not, you know, discovered that. him. But then I realized, like in the last ten years, it seems to be like Steely Dan became cool again. And everyone else was like, oh, well, they're really, everyone's really into Steely Dan again. Yeah. Like, We've all been
4: on? listening to Steely Dan this whole time. Like, since, <laughs> yeah. since, since when?
3: <laughs> <laughs> but something else you did recently was uh, release a compilation of uh, called Latin Freestyle New York, Miami, 1983 to 1992. Now, I love uh, disco, I love electro, I love hip hop, um, I love Italo disco. So I want you to talk to me a little bit about this, uh, about Latin Freestyle. To be honest, it wasn't wasn't a term or a genre, a subgenre name, I was totally familiar with. But I do know the mm. songs. So, mm. I mean, where did you arrive, and where do you where did you come from with this compilation?
1: Well, uh, again, I knew quite a few of the songs before I knew the the, the genre name. I think the genre name is one of the things. Yeah, you know, like like doo wop and, and a bunch of other genre names, which only sort of came about after the the initial burst of the music had happened and. Uh, um it was it was people in america friends in america who play me um a lot of things that are included in this compilation um and said so this, this is called freestyle and i was like that's new to me um and mm. similarly like coming I mean, you know in the last few years since i since i knew what it was you know, what the genre name was i still haven't found many people in britain anyway who know what yeah. on earth freestyle is. so i i, I thought uh i mean there's there's a lot of big american hits on it as well and it's, yeah. it's a, in america it probably looks a bit like now that's what i call music because it's it's there's yeah. not there's only a couple of yeah. obscure things on there um most of them are like, sort of like top 20 hits but yeah for for whatever reason the, the the a lot of the music never caught on here and the genre name certainly never became um commonplace here um there's things like you know point of no return by expose i think was a big club hit that people would remember if it wasn't yeah. a club hit. But the the the, the 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 very the very starting point for for freestyle was um, uh, let the music play by Shannon, um, which is you know I always thought it was sort of an electro record. It was basically yeah, an yeah. electro record, um, but I think that was such a huge hit. It, it, it effectively created a genre of its own, which um, people like you know Jellybean Benitez um, and uh, other producers in kind of sort of Spanish Harlem. Uh, started off doing in New York in the mid '80s, and then that kind of moved down to Miami in the late '80s, early '90s, uh, and the, the sound of the music barely changed. It's, um, and I think, records are still being made that sound like that as well. It's, uh, mm, yeah, 8, cowbell uh, still sounds great. So why change it?
3: So in your in your liner notes for the compilation, you said it was the oral equivalent of a can of thirst quenching quattro or a Spanish Harlem dance off. And it became the electronically constructed bridge between disco and house. So what is I mean, what is it that is what are the characteristics of of Latin freestyle for you?
1: Um, it's, well, it's, it's certainly the, the backing tracks are very much based on electro. If you think of like uh, John Roby, Africa Bambata Productions. Um, that's what the initial records sound like And it didn't really change much after that They tend to be minor key um, The bulk of them are, are female Vocals which, which I've, I've only Included female vocals on this because I think they work Better for, for me personally mm-hmm. um, And lyrically They're v- very straight ahead songs About love and dancing it's Like a, a real throwback um, Which like, led the music play is I mean, Basically if you know that then you've got a very Good idea of what the, the rest of the album sounds Like Yeah
4: How, how do you go about making ma- making a, a compilation? Were there songs that you had had to leave out, or were you kind of free to to include as many as you as you wanted?
1: Um, well, there's always going to be things you can't clear. Shannon being the main one here, but I, I figured that because that was the only big hit on there, only big British hit, it wasn't really a great loss because people already know it. Um, but no, we were we were very lucky. There's there's a, a woman at Ace Records called Liz Buckley who does all that tricky side of things um
5: mm-hmm.
1: and so i just give her like a like a, a dream like a wish list yeah and, uh, and she works her way through it and if there's like things she can't clear she'll let me know but that one was remarkably straightforward and um yeah it was it was really just um friends in america playing me things going through uh youtube to find other things it's like you know it's the, the magic of the internet it's uh you don't have to sort of splash out blindly and pay 20 dollars for a record you've never heard to see if it's any good because it's just like checking out online yeah Uh,
4: Yeah. are there any of these tracks that you've included um, on the compilation that were relatively new to you through that kind of discovery process or were they all familiar to you
1: um, well I think my favourite one I discovered I was was just trying to find ones that were more obscure and I found uh, Don't Be Shy by Janelle Basically, I think she's her, her, her and the producer like pressed up something like a hundred copies of that at the time, uh, and she still got like some twenty of them. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sells them online for like a, you know like two hundred dollars a go because that's what yeah. So collectors will, will will pay for it. Um, and and she was lovely. She's just like she's like a, a real estate agent. Uh, She did this record when she was much younger and um, can't believe anyone remembers it or even knows it. (laughs)
5: Uh,
1: She never played anywhere outside of um, Boston.
2: Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrowcom ACAST. That's 15% off at burrowcom ACAST. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free that's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads
3: that's as far as mm. oh, how, like were you able to, how were you able to find her then in the first place um
1: now you're asking me i can't remember i mean again just like uh using google and trying to track people down uh janelle snarsky her name is um, so just, I, think yeah, just, I think i found that she was selling the records it was. Apparently she was selling the records herself. Just wrote to her, right? Um, and yeah. said, "Could we include this on on a compilation?" And she was she was thrilled. Um, so yeah, she, she's been a, a big a big supporter in America. I think she's probably bought about thirty copies for herself and her friends.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, so you said it like in the you when you chat to her, she said she they only press one hundred records of it. So really, yeah, yeah, yeah really, was, really um, obscure records then in that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The 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 bulk of them, like I said, were, were, were major hits, but um that one definitely wasn't. But it's great. Yeah. I mean another I suppose another thing that Freestyle sounds like is the first Madonna album, that's very,
3: that's a very first. yeah. I was going to bring that up, really? yeah, for because there's definitely a uh crossover there. And like that album is what 1983, I think, is it? Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. yeah. and uh, And Jellybean Benitez was involved in that as well. So, yeah. I mean, there's very clearly a and that was quite early. I was kind of thinking about it, I was like, maybe she, as, as Madonna is known to do, is to like jump on a trend. Uh, throughout her career, but it wasn't. Didn't seem to be the case this way. It was like she was kind of doing it uh almost first, or 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 certainly uh using that style before many other people were.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um she was just like hanging out at the uh, dance interior and uh hearing Jenny being DJing and just like wanting to get noticed by uh, dressing up and uh and and Lisa Lisa apparently did the same thing. Who also became a big star, yeah. bigger star American than she was here. So uh, yeah, it's just one of those things like people sort of getting noticed, going to the studio, doing a vocal, and having a hit. I mean, you know, much to love Madonna. I think it's like you know, yeah, she 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 that was that was the best way for her to get uh, get attention, I suppose, or get noticed in the first place. And um, and the records were strong enough that um, she then could like keep moving her way up from there, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. she's still going. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, she's amazing. Um,
3: uh, other records that are kind of related to this are uh, the African uh Plant Rock would be, apparently is considered a Latin freestyle. Now, I, I'm interested in the New York and Miami duality of that. Um, like where, obviously, you know, we have the clubs um, that people know about in New York around that time. But, but why Miami? Where does that come from? Where's the influence there from?
1: Um, well, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Planet Rock is is freestyle. So it's it's a big influence on freestyle. Yeah, sorry, big influence. Yeah, it's definitely electro. The start um, of, of, of uh, electro. Yeah, or... start of early hip hop. I mean, like, it's, yeah. it's, so people tend to forget how hip hop and electro were so connected at that point. Uh, I think well, the Miami thing was pu- purely that it was running out of steam um, as as a as a chart trend, um, and people in Miami loved the sound and just carried on making records there, and 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 it had a second wind in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, I think um, the Zep Menendez record on there is from about ninety one or ninety two. Yeah, uh, but you couldn't really tell. It doesn't really sound any different to the records made in 84, 85. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, just simple as that, really. I think it was just a, a big, a big sort of Latin youth sound, and uh, people wanted, wanted the thing to keep going. Yeah.
4: And what, what, what is the, the success to this sound? What does what this sound kind of lead, lead into, in, in, in your opinion? Like, in, in terms of what the artists go on to do themselves, if, if they do continue in music, or what is the natural successor?
1: oh natural successor I don't know I mean I think the, the initial records um, really just became such a part of um, um, the American pop sounds in the mid 80s so like tell it to my heart by Taylor Dane yeah Which is kind of a borderline freestyle record, but like um the rest of output is nothing like that. Um so people were m- making records in, in that style. Uh or even Robin Gibb, the second Robin Gibb album has got a,
3: Yeah, I was looking at that earlier. Yeah, there's a, a few tracks on that. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yeah. Which is a great it's album. But it's like, you know, it's yeah. something i never really thought about and so I was listening to it, thinking, God, this is really he's really on the money here. It's like nineteen eighty four.
3: Yes. but it So very, who produced yeah. that record though? There was somebody that produced a record that I have it here somewhere.
1: Yeah. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. It's somebody it was somebody who produced freestyle records.
3: Yeah. Uh, Chris Barbosa. Yes. That's 1984, yeah. Secret Agent. Uh, yeah. I was in that earlier. I was like, yeah, you can very clearly yeah. hear that. Um, yeah. He did let
1: like the music play. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. There you go. me, I love Italo Disco and I I see a lot of similarities here with Italo and the way that in the stories that you tell in the liner notes, notes, there are people who are interchanged uh, sometimes after the song is released and in live capacity and then uh, the way that it kind of like the singers are literally just that. They're not the pop stars. They're the singers. They are people who uh, are brought in by a producer a lot of the time to sing the songs and uh, whether they're discovered in a record shop or otherwise, like there was one story in the, I think it's the first track on the uh, expose said um, those, the, the original trio were kicked out. Uh, the Miami uh, trio were kicked out uh, uh, so the entire lineup changed and uh, the original trio went to an early show in San Jose and were were heckling the new band it's a bit like uh, the Sugar Babes if they turned up now at the at the when when that the height of that was happening and the people were changing all of their members and like turned up to heckle the new members. So like it's not something Mm -hmm. that you you hear about these days. But I think in terms of like certainly Italo I can hear some very there's a lot of similarities there for me. Um like the likes of the flirts (laughs) And uh, are, are kind of borderline in that way of uh, you know, a producer who puts together a band or puts together singers and creates a body of work and sometimes uh, you know, uses multiple aliases. Certainly, is there did you see a lot of that in Latin freestyle?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that goes right away through the history of pop, I suppose. I mean, you think of like he's a rebel by the crystals hasn't got the crystals on it. You know, it's, um, it's Darlene loving the blossoms singing, but, yeah. but they put the crystals on the label because they'd already had a hit. Um, uh, so it's, it's nearly always women as well. It's, um, it's very much male producer and female singer dynamic. So uh, um, yeah, I mean, you think that probably happens less now, but like, yeah, like you said, with the sugar bays, I mean, that recent um, uh, Michael Craig book about sort of uh yeah, we had Michael on a while ago. Is is it, yeah. it's, it's actually it's really quite depressing a lot of it because it was just like yeah. producers and managers taking kids who almost intentionally pick people who didn't seem that bright, not including the sugar babes there. Um and so they could manipulate them and like just put them on a a low wage and uh work mm-hmm. them to death. They have like a dozen hits and disappear. Yeah. So um it's yeah, it's kind of not really that different. But I think Certainly, um, you know female performers and, and girl groups in the sixties and the freestyle acts and italo disco acts. Uh, yeah. It's um, it's it's a pretty common thread right through the history of pop, I think.
3: Yeah, and in terms of um, UK kind of influence, then do you did you you can hear maybe I think this is also the same with italo as well, but also pop perhaps Latin freestyle scene as a Neil Tennant would have been very familiar, like Pet Shop Boys, Domino dancing, stuff like that. Very much kind of has some of the same vibe of that, of this music as well.
5: Yeah, Domino
2: dancing,
3: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Baker produced some of the new order stuff, for example. So, uh, confusion mm-hmm. is a is a track I've seen mentioned around uh, in the orbit of Latin freestyle as well. What is it for you that you uh, just uh, what made you want to delve into this?
1: Uh, well, there are quite a lot of um, what are they like sort of petrol station compilations, I suppose, in, in America. Um, it's, one, it's one of those genres where the artwork looks terrible and there's mm-hmm. dozens of them. So I just wanted to do one that was, uh, especially cause it's not, not a known genre here really. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. let do one that looks quite classy. And uh, we used a font from the street sounds, electrode compilations, which seemed like the right font to use things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. to just package it nicely and tell the story and, and get the people's stories across in the sleeve notes. Um, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I've, I've been doing compilations with Ace for about six or seven years now and, um i kind of think of them as um sort of like social history almost it's um yeah. when, it, when you when you put something like this together it's like um it's a real opportunity to like get people's stories across and explain how it how it fits in with other other music the history music and also with uh, what was going on in um at the time you know outside of outside of recording studios and clubs um yeah. so yeah it, it just it's it's just um a genre I'm, I'm, I'm really fond of, and um you know, I love I love melodies. You know, I like dance music, and I like good tunes. And I like female vocals, so it kind of takes mm. a lot of my boxes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Is there is there what if you were to point to like your favorite? Do you have a favorite song? Favorite Latin freestyle song? Um, oh. Or is there is there one group that stands out to you? Because it's not really it's it's mostly like singles, really, isn't it? So
1: yeah, yeah. Or, the, 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 not not especially I don't think there's a, there's a there's a group it's um, there's a lot of kind of one off records um i don't know two two of Hearts by Stacey Q I love, which is i can't remember where she's from she's definitely not uh, latina anyway um but it's um it's always like a cash in record it's just like her voice is very yeah you know, like Madonna's quite squeaky and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. quite minimal sounding it's just it's incredibly catchy. It's Uh, I think it was like a, it was like a top five hit in America. it Was a huge hit in America, and I don't know why it didn't happen there. Uh, but there's, 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 yeah, I couldn't really pick a favourite. That that one kind of stands out because um, it's not that typical, I suppose. Um, but uh, yeah, point of no return by Expose. You really can't go wrong with that. There you go. Fascinated by Company B is terrific.
3: Yeah, I think they that still stands up uh, for me. and and I think I've heard a lot of uh, remixes and and edits of Company B fascinated in the last couple of years as well. And uh oh, really there's, Yeah, yeah. There's a guy guy from Northern Ireland who which uh, called Jordan who who's done uh, a fascinated um edit and it's great, it sounds brilliant. And it's one of those songs that I was like, I know I'd heard it before. I think there's there's some of these songs that are used in like that we used back in uh, TV ads back then. And, and I was like, Oh, that's so I had the same
4: experience listening to the compilation. I mean, two, two of hearts, I definitely knew because I love that song. Um, but listening through it, there was even just little snippets and I'm like, okay, that feels familiar. Even if the rest of the song doesn't feel familiar. So it's, um, it's a sound that definitely feels like it's, um, it's, nostalgic even though it's not music i listened to it's just among the culture it's around it's around me um so it's yeah. it's nice to have it all have it all in one place <laughs>
1: yeah oh good yeah i mean it's it's a it's a very kind of like classic 80s sound it's like it, yeah it could possibly come from any other decade um but i mean a lot of a lot of classic 80s sounds i really don't like you know like the, the phil collins drum yeah. sound i really yeah. really don't like so it's um it's nice to have this um genre kinda of, kinda of goes right away through the eighties as well and and uh, has and, and just maybe uses the technology in a really clean and melodic way, I think rather uh, yeah. clunky and clumsy and like Yeah, they're quite songs crisp things.
4: songs. They're quite like Yeah. Yeah, crisp is the way I I, I describe
3: them. Yeah, and you were making the point as well, like you think that some of the vocals are obviously, you know, they're not totally Uh, amazingly uh, like professional voices as well which lends it to yeah sweet sweet vocals as well and that kind of lends the kind of um, teenage angle as well in terms of yeah. the lyrics, uh, whether they're songs about boys or or just having a dance, like it's very yeah. much like, you know, these are small stake songs, but.
4: They feel you know. like they're about girlhood, you know, they feel like, yeah. and maybe that's where the nostalgia comes in for me, like they do feel like the kind of thing that in, in an imagined girlhood, no matter where you live in the world, this is the kind of pop record you'd be dancing around to in, in your bedroom, you know.
3: Yeah, 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 I agree, yeah. Bob, thanks very much for uh, taking out time to talk to us. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks Bob Stanley for coming on and and uh, sharing some of his knowledge about a Latin freestyle. We hear a lot of songs there, a lot of a lot of references to stuff. Like I said, patreon.com forward slash 909 if you want to access to the playlist. I think I have about fifty songs that are related to that, uh, Latin freestyle. Um so yeah, come and come and say hello on patreon.com forward slash 909.
4: Well, we're gonna be discussing a lot next week. In our end of the month,
3: yes, next week is our end of the month where we will talk about music which is that hard to believe. We'll where has the month gone? It's been a busy, um, it's been a busy musical month, I have to say. Yeah, um, you and I saw each other
4: in real life this month. Yeah, at the, the Peter McGann show, which we'll no doubt discuss next week. Um, I, you're gonna, I'm sure, do a Fringe roundup for us <laughs> uh, as well because you've been out, out and about in the town. Listen, we're not finished um, yet.
3: It's only, it's still on. No, that's it. It's yeah. still on. Yeah, and
4: uh, and we have Culture Night on Friday as well Culture so. Night
3: Friday I am going to the National Concert Hall show Music for 18 Machines Reimagined with Simon Cullen um, at 7 o'clock mm-hmm. there, I think there's tickets still available for that loads of other things happening uh, on Culture Night I'll have a Culture Night guide on 9109.com as well if you're interested in seeing what music stuff is on and uh, Lumo was on Saturday as well. We're doing Lumo Club. So, um, yeah, Saturday, September 23rd at Tengu with a special guest. January Winters. It's time for a dance. It's not Winters yet. It's Autumn. But it's Winters in the club. Um, January, so, autumns. So we're going to. It's my favorite time to to be in a nightclub. It's never too warm. Yeah. It's always nice. And it's nice and dark. Love it.
4: But you're still in out of the cold. In out of the cold. It's good time.
3: That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, thanks, Andrea.
4: Thanks now. See you next week. Bye. That's it for us. Well, we're going to be discussing a lot next week in our end of the month. Which is hard to believe. Where has the month gone? Um, Yeah. You and I saw each other in real life this month at the the Peter McGann show, which we'll no doubt discuss next week. Um, You're going to, I'm sure, do a fringe roundup for us uh, as well because you've been out out and about in the town. No, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And we've called your night on Friday as well. So. Mm January autumns. Yeah. But you're still in out of the cold. It's a good time. Yeah. Thanks now. We'll see you next week. Bye.
0: Selling a little or a lot.